Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose. Well, here we are again. No doubt everybody's had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. Thanks to all the wonderful gadgets you recommended to them to put in their Christmas stockings. What are you going to be able to advise us to get in the New Year? Well, I imagine, like many people, you'll be heading straight for a diet, as people tend to do in January. Well, not me, but I'm sure other people are. Not you. Well, there still seems to be an awful lot left to get through. I think that turkey's probably getting a little elderly by now. Well, there's still some Christmas put. There are quite a lot of chocolates and various other things. Oh. So, you know, it's important to make sure that you're still telling on gorging through your Christmas chocolates. They will they will last quite a long time, you know. You can space them out. They haven't lasted a long time, believe me. Oh, a gi- okay, giant thing of Quality Street when you forgot to actually give them to everybody when they were all together en masse oh. seems to have gone at almost exactly the same speed. I don't know how that works. There'll be a Even scientific theory. Even though they're not theory. wrapped up in cellophane anymore. Oh, they're horrible, aren't they? The cellophane was lovely on Quality Street. The little coloured cellophane things you could make your next year's Christmas decorations out of them. Yeah, absolutely. It was part of the pleasure of the chocolate, but they've got rid of it. Mm. Anyway, if you were planning a uh, a diet, you could do a lot better than the Vibes pill. No, you could do <laughs> a lot worse than the Vibes pill. What's Vibes that? being an acronym for Vibrating Ingestible Bioelectronic Stimulator. Um. Yes. So what it does is it's a pill that you swallow, and as the name implies, it vibrates. And that apparently sends signals to your hypothalamus in your brain, which uh, boosts the hormones that make you feel full. So you feel fuller without having eaten anything, without having taken any noxious chemicals. That sounds rather clever if it works. It does. Well, they've tried it on pigs. And right. they gave it to these pigs, and after 40 minutes of a slight rumbling in their stomachs, uh, they ate 40% less food. And I don't think they could do that with willpower alone. No, pigs are not renowned for being good dieters. They're not. So that's rather clever, isn't it? This is MIT, as uh, many things, mm. uh, with some money from uh, Wigovi, who make the other diet pill that everyone's very keen on at the moment. But because there are no drugs involved, there are no side effects, I uh, say... Other than the rumbling stomach. I don't know if it so, rumbles audibly. So we don't know if it works on on humans, though? They haven't. Well, there's no reason why it wouldn't, but they haven't tried it on humans. The question is whether they are single use or whether you have to fish them out and then recharge oh, them. Horrible. I'm surprised. I mean, given that um, MIT students are renowned for their japes and pranks, I'm surprised they haven't tried it on themselves by the Christmas party. Oh, what they should do is build inductive chargers into them so they could just hold a battery against your stomach and you could charge it up without it ever leaving i don't know how you persuaded to 
stay in your yes, stomach. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm sorry, normal digestive mm. process. I didn't do biology at school, but even the normal digestive process presumably would not allow it to retain its position for long. Well, in that case, they're building not only a battery, but little bombs that come out so it can cling onto the inside of your stomach. What could yes. possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the first gadget of the year. Well, I might give that a go after scoffing all those chocolates, if it's ready yes. in time. Yes, just just the once, maybe. Yes. Yes. Uh, moving on to uh, while you're scoffing your chocolates, you're no doubt sitting in front of Amazon Prime watching up the many movies that they serve you up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have a subscription to Amazon Prime, which I which I took out really so I could only get free delivery on anything. And I was a little surprised when they gave me all these free movies as well. It used to be Love Film, you know. Love Film was bought by Amazon. That became Amazon Prime Video. Oh, that's right. I've forgotten that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. But they were the people who would uh, deliver your your VHS tapes by post. Remember? And then you'd post them back. They'd oh, but, ne- but that was Netflix's original business model as well. Ah. Well, yes. there we go. That, was, that anyway, was how Netflix started, amazingly. Amazon Prime, for which we pay £8.99 a month or £95 a year. Oh, I've forgotten it's gone and, up. And the great thing about it is, of course, there were no ads until now, because as of February, there will be ads on Amazon Prime. They they say we aim to have meaningfully fewer ads than linear TV and other streaming TV providers. So there are two words in there. One is meaningfully fewer, and the other <laughs> is we aim. Yes. Because the yeah. others are doing it as well, aren't they? Netflix, I think, for the basic subscribers, going to have ads. Now TV, which didn't have ads when I first subscribed, now does have ads. As well um, as a subscription. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, no, I didn't realise that. So well, they're not finding it as easy to make money, are they, as they used to? If you give Amazon an additional £2.99 a month, you can avoid the ads. Apparently, Amazon are going to raise $5 billion, they reckon, from uh, from having these ads. I read that. That's more than the B. Get in from the license fee. It is more than the beep get in from the license fee, exactly. Extraordinary. Had you realised, by the way, I only found out, like you, I've been an Amazon Prime subscriber for many, many years now. Mm. Did you know you can get cheaper tickets at the Odeon with that? I didn't realise. No, it, it happened I didn't a bit, know that. Yeah, Monday to Thursday, two tickets for a tenner. Oh, and I don't go to the Odeon, if I go to the View. OK, well, if it's deluxe, well, it's still cheaper. Mm. Um, if you use the deluxe, I think it's two tickets for 15 quid. But that's oh. still, I mean, why Why are they not telling people this? I don't quite understand. No, they haven't, they haven't told me. I'll no, well, I checked, it, I checked it last yeah. night. So I read it in, in a piece about the benefits of being an Amazon Prime subscriber, discussing it because of the ads coming in. And I thought, well, hang on a second. Nobody told me about this. But yes, it's there in the list. Huh. So, Any other benefits from being I'm an not, Amazon Nothing Prime that I noticed would be would be useful, but we don't always have the same taste, so you probably ought to have a look yourself. Oh, I would certainly check that out. Thank you for the tip. Uh, Moving on now, then, to Willis Gibson, who you probably haven't heard of, um, until yesterday, when the world has suddenly heard of Willis Gibson, who is 13 years old, who Mm -hmm. has become the first person to beat Tetris. Tetris, which came out in 1989. Surely people must have beaten it. So it's been around, or 35. Five years now. No one has beaten it. No one's beaten it. So um, beating it means getting it to the stage where the blocks are falling so fast the game freezes. Right. It's been done by uh, robots, but never by human persons. So he has released a video of himself beating 
Petrus, we have a little listen to it. Here we go. Yes, that doesn't. If I was asked to say what I thought that noise was, it wouldn't be somebody beating Tetris. So perhaps he was no, doing something indeed. else and just told his mum that that's what he did. Oh, no, <laughs> I was beating Tetris. <laughs> perhaps he did. No, he had published it on video. He was oh, okay. playing this game for 38 minutes. Interesting, looking at his screen, because all the high scores listed there are 999999, right. which is the highest Tetris can count. And he plays for 20 hours a week. He practices 20 hours a week. And there he was reaching level 157 and finally achieving his lifetime goal. Although if you achieve your lifetime goal at the age of 13, it's going to be all downhill. Yeah, it's going to be all downhill downhill from from now on. Exactly, yes. I wonder what transferable skills he must have. How how useful do you think beating Tetris is going to be in later life? I think the transferable skills are in marketing. Oh, Okay. I think his his face will appear on T-shirts and special editions of Tetris with his name on them <laughs> and that kind of thing. Okay. Who knows? Well, well anyway, done. There we go. Willis Gibson. Yeah. So, so oh, we know what we now. haven't had. I just realised it's the new oh. year and we haven't had one of these. Let's have one. Go on then. So we're moving on now to Pasadena, to the robot restaurant in Pasadena, mm-hmm. which where your food is cooked by a robot, not just ordered on the screen, but actually cooked by a robot. And you can order your burger, because I think they only do burgers, and you watch on Instagram as robot arms shoot up and down on rails, flipping burgers, lowering chips or fries, I suppose you should say, since it's American, mm-hmm. into vats of boiling oil, and then uh, assembling the, the burger at the end. Isn't that clever? Have we not had Probably robot first. restaurants before? I feel I'm sure I've read about them before, and burger have, ones as well. We've talked about robot kitchens you can install yourself, but yes. they were something like half a million dollars, so out of the range of most of us. This one, if you order a Wagyu beef uh burger mm-hmm. then uh, it will it will freshly grind the wagyu beef for you before cooking it uh this will be in an autonomous burger station which is next to a manned burger bar so i suppose so that um, people who are manning it can not only gaze on forlornly as their livelihoods are <laughs> taken away from them but rush in to uh, remove bits of burger off the floor, or indeed bits of customers who have been inadvertently so dumped that, into the boiling oil. Yes. So that's what, that's what people are now being reduced to, is to tidying up after the robots. Ah, but that's not all, because the video that they show hmm. uh, shows human hands putting the burger into a polystyrene box and then latching the box. Maybe those polystyrene boxes cannot be latched even by a, a robot. <laughs> What a wonderful thought. Wonderful. It's the last thing left to do if you're working in a fast food joint. Uh, Steve, a good moment for us to take a brief pause. We'll be back in just a moment. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Simon Rose. You're listening to Gadgets and Gizmos, where Steve Kaplan is taking us through some of the gadgets that he has spotted to kick off the new year. So where now? Well, where now indeed? Where? Up in the air. Going off Ooh. to you and your foreign holidays, you'll be going skiing in a couple of weeks, I believe. And I'm I trust will. you will pack your passport so you can breeze through passport control. Yes. And there's always that moment of panic when you're yes. getting off the plane and you think, Where's my passport? Which pocket did I put it in? And you're hunting down, you find it fallen down inside yes. the yes. seat of the plane. Yes, well, I find many moments of panic during international travel. Exactly. <laughs> Phil Douglas, who is the Director General of Border Force, mm-hmm. has been getting terribly excited because he has visited e-gates in Australia and Dubai, where you don't need a passport. It's all done with facial recognition, and you just walk straight through. Oh, by e-gates, you mean electronic gates? Somehow e-gates sound like a sort of town in the Australian outback. You going to e-gates, <laughs> mate? <laughs> yes, I get what you mean now. Yes. It is It is electronic gates, yes. And they're going to be doing trials uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because, of course, all your biometric data is already retained by the border force when you apply for a passport. So they've got all of that, and they just need to put it into operation and then put out the tender for people to actually build the uh, the tech that's needed to, to do this. They They reckon there's going to be some kickback from politicians who don't want all and sundry breezing through without a passport. But if they get it to work, then why on earth not? Probably a good True, except, except it was several years ago they told us they were going to have machines that meant we didn't have to bother about well, that liquid um, rule anymore, which yes. in certain airports now you don't need to bother. Um, but that seems to be delayed and delayed and delayed, so I'm not going to hold my breath until this comes in. It's, it's not – no, I wouldn't hold your breath because it's not no. going to be that quick. No, <laughs> nothing ever seems to be when it comes to international yes. travel these days. No, no, it doesn't. It's got a lot slower, hasn't it? Certainly, yeah. when you come when you come back through passport control, and there are huge queues. I came back through Stansted recently, and there are all these automated machines that you slide your passport <laughs> into. Except, uh, more than half of them generally aren't working. Which is that's because the head of border force is off abroad looking at e gates, and so he's not. But he should be there, absolutely, making sure his computers it, are working. By the way, I mean, for sure, part of the delay is because people can never work out which way to put their passport in. They've had the same video for what is it, eight or nine years? They've had these yes. things, and it doesn't really explain which way in to put your passport. So everybody's putting but, it in one way and then having to change it and do it the other way. But given that the whole purpose of the video is to show you which way in to yes. put your passport. You think they'd have figured out a way of actually? But it doing is that. a dreadful video, isn't it? It is a dreadful video. Why, why have I not read that people, there should be a campaign to get the video changed so we can understand what it means and which way you put it in? It's crazy. Yes, it is crazy. That's what's slowing everything up. Absolutely. Just stay in the UK. That's my advice. Stay in the UK. Exactly. And scoot no, around actually, on the Actually, electronic. you need a passport to travel between countries in the UK if you're flying. You probably, yes, of course you do, don't you? Yes. yes. And beware of coming back from Cornwall. But a friend had had her clotted cream confiscated. Can't have that on a flight. A clotted cream confiscated. Yep, 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 because it was more than fifty milliliters or whatever it's allowed to be. Uh, and it's yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I had a I had a pot of pate de foie gras confiscated coming back from France because it was more than a hundred milliliters you're allowed. Oh right, okay. Awesome. And I said it's not a liquid. No, 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 it's in the jar. So we have to go. Well, well, would you like it? I said we're not allowed to take it. I have to throw it away. I said, it's perfectly good foie gras. Don't throw it away. No, we have to. That's oh, awful. Grief. I'm hoping they fish it out of the bin after I'd gone. Well, I'm sure they Maybe. would. Surely they're not stupid. Yes. Not stupid. Okay. Anyway, on to the e-scooter company Bird. And Bird mm. was one of the first um, rental e-scooter companies. Sorry, can I say e-scooter or do you want me to say electronic scooter? No, no, e-scooter is fine. Years. It doesn't sound like a place okay. name. All right. Uh, they were the fastest ever startup to reach unicorn status of being mm-hmm. worth a billion dollars, which is an awful lot for a startup. Yeah, especially startup one that just lets you rent scooters, yes. Yes. Anyway, they at their peak, they were valued at $2.5 billion. Now they're worth nothing at all because they've gone bust. Ooh. They they were one of the two, I think, scooter companies who did trials in the UK at a time when the trials were only allowed within the Olympic Park. And um, now, of course, you can rent scooters in just about any city in the in the, in the country. But Bird, I suppose they were hit by COVID, by lockdown, people not going mm. out. But they chose not to launch fully in the UK and all to, to their, um, their detriment because now they don't exist at all. And yet the other scooter so, companies still seem to be going. I mean, you see them all over the place, don't you? And except you Pants got, got rid of them, place. didn't it? Did Paris not? Paris has got one at first. Yes. Yes. There was an outcry. And because they I got rid of them, or because them. they introduced them? There was that, well, there was a small outcry. They did a, a survey, but only about ten percent of people responded. Of those who did, said yes, let's get rid of them. So they got rid of them. So people okay. who didn't bother responding now no longer have that. Hang on a second. There was a consultation, and the authorities actually acted upon it. Good gracious, that's unheard of. <laughs> Normally a consultation, just they just ignore what everybody wants. Oh, well, well that was the whole point of consultations. Yeah, clearly. Since the revolution, they listen to what the people say. Absolutely. Yeah, wow. They have to. Hmm. Okay, what now? Well, it's not long before CES kicks off, which is oh, yes. um, next week. CES, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. Um, but we've got a, a few advanced uh, gadgets that have come our way. One being, well, you know that a lot of people have cameras in their cars, dash cameras in mm. their cars. Yeah, yeah. Use, which is a case of accident, so they can prove what they were doing. And uh, I see an increased number of cyclists who have cameras mounted on their helmets, I suppose. So if they're knocked off by a car, then they can prove that it was a car that was knocked them off. Mm. Except that they're always knocked off from behind. Usually not from behind, so the camera would be pointed from the wrong way. All it would capture would be the angry remonstrance of the cyclist with the car driver afterwards. Well, yes, that's that's true. Well, maybe they should have two ca- cameras, one at the back as well. They should probably have one at the back as yes. well. Yes. You'd be festooned <laughs> with cameras. Yes. You were telling me something about uh, the danger of mounting cameras on your bicycle helmet. Well, only I mean, I don't know if this is true, but it is said that Michael Schumacher, the racing driver who's been in a coma for I mean, well over a decade now, because he um, he stove his skull in when skiing, had a camera on his helmet, and when he hit a tree, the tree stove the camera into his skull through the helmet. Ooh. Helmets are not designed for having cameras mounted on them, um, 
And I think it, it sort of negates the use of the helmet. So I certainly would not put one on my bike helmet. I do wear a bike helmet. You probably don't even wear a helmet, do you? I wear a helmet if I'm going further than just down the road. And I know that I could get <laughs> knocked off just going down the road. If I'm going into the West End, I wear a helmet. Yes. But well, there's not much Dangerous place. Yeah. yeah. So, um, apart from oh, yes. reminiscing so, about... Yes, I thought there was a point dangerous to dangerous yes. places, this is the phone cam. And it is a wearable dash cam, effectively. Mm-hmm. So the idea is you, you pin this onto your jacket... And if you think you're going somewhere that's going to be mm, a little bit dangerous, then you press a button and it lights up with a white LED ring to warn people that you're approaching that you might be filming them. If you then think things are going to turn nasty, you press the button again and the white LED ring becomes a red LED ring, which films what's happening and then uploads the film in real time to the cloud along with your location so that um, the police and indeed the courts can see exactly what happened as they scrape you off the pavement. But if you're going somewhere full of people of nefarious bent and they see that you're wearing something initially with a a sort of white outer ring and then it becomes a red outer ring, surely the first thing they would do would be take it off and stamp on it. That is quite possible. Yes, I don't think they fully considered this one. No, you're right. You're we should have right. a button, you know, saying, I don't think they fully considered this, because the number of gadgets we talk through where we can see a serious problem, and yet they've yes. obviously been developing these things for years. Yes. Yes. Uh, or maybe they take a tip from the, the Vibes pill and have barbed cameras that dig into <laughs> 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 so you. No, don't want to think about that. Like oh. Anyway, this is, uh, you can pre-order it now for €69. Euros. If you want to clip it onto your jacket, that's an extra €39. And you have a free subscription, which allows you to upload up to 20 minutes of alarm video a month Mm -hmm. to uh, to the cloud. If you're super paranoid and you think you might need more than that, then it's €3.99 a month for a subscription. Depends on how scared you are, really. Okay. But but we we were long, I think, to... um, can I say Alexa? I've done it now. Oh, the, Am- the, the Amazon Echo, let's say. Yes, Alexa, that, ignore that Amazon Alexa. device. Yes, that Amazon device, which we use. You use one. I have. I have mm-hmm. several actually. I have you know in different rooms in in my house, mm-hmm. and I needn't have several if I went for the LG Smart Home AI Agent. Snappy title. I imagine it'll be thought of be redesigned as a better title before CES launches next week, which is a mobile AI device. It's on two wheels, so it's like a little tiny Segway. Mm-hmm. It's a Segway wearing headphones is what it, it looks like. And it zooms around your house. Well, it doesn't really zoom. It sort of trundles around your house. And it'll recognise faces and pets. And it'll monitor the, the temperature and humidity and air quality and then talk to your air conditioning and your central heating to adjust those if it thinks it's not quite right. Mm. It'll patrol your house when you're out, checking for broken windows, checking that your pet is there and happy. And when you come home, it'll come to the door to greet you. Not only that, but according to LG, the device discerns their emotions by analysing their voice and facial expressions and selects music or other content to suit their mood. Which I think well, it sounds a bit, a bit creepy. Yeah, like if you're that. in a bad mood, it will 
play these boots are made for walking is you trample it beneath your... As you trample it into the ground, yes. 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 Okay, well, that sounds like... It. We've had a lot of weird devices from LG. Um, I know they do things that are reasonable, but I'm sure we've had some pretty bonkers ones. We, we had the, the LG fridge. fridge. Yep. The LG fridge, which had a, a camera on the inside and a screen on the outside, so you could see what's in the fridge without opening the fridge. Yes. What a, what a clever idea that was. Well, yeah. Perhaps it wasn't. Well, that's it. We will hear more from CES, I am sure, in due course. But that's it for this week's Gadget and Gizmos, the first of the new year. My thanks to Steve Kaplan. We'll be back with more next week. Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.